It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On the doorstep of the season, the Orlando Magic are starting to get some notice and some flowers. We're going to talk about where this young core sits and what they're going to do. Plus, a new bell play on the way. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 14th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR_OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic's young core starting to get a little bit of notice and a little bit of love. We're going to talk a little bit about where this love is coming from, what that foretells for the future, and how the Magic make good on all the praise they are suddenly getting. We'll talk about that, plus there's a new bell play in the works as the Orlando Magic get ready to close the preseason tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment, but first we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team Every day. So it is preseason ranking season. Um, you know, with, with the season now getting ready to begin on Tuesday uh, and, and everything that comes with that and everything that is part of preparing for the season, everyone is making their rankings. Everyone's making their listings. Um, we talked about the Magic being snubbed from top 100 lists and how the national media has kind of ignored the Magic. And, and, and again, uh, you could go back and listen to that episode. I, I was very angry with some of the rankings and 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 how underappreciated and undervalued a lot of these Magic players are. Um, but ultimately, my conclusion is the same conclusion I'm going to tell everyone today. Ultimately, your respect, ultimately your value, ultimately everything is proven on the floor. Go out and play. Go out and win. Go out and put up numbers, and that's how you're going to get noticed. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is your team's ability to win. You want to be a superstar? You want to be an all-star? Well, Nikola Vucevic didn't become an all-star until the Magic made a playoff push. Until the Magic were a playoff team. That's ultimately what matters. So go out and play. And I think this Magic team has that mentality. Having said that, you watch and listen to enough NBA people around the league and there's enough people out there who understand what the Magic are trying to do and understand what the Magic are building. And, and yes, acknowledge that things could derail very quickly or that you know they don't have all the pieces in there yet. But there is a lot to like about this Magic team. And the Orlando Magic are starting to get some notice, some recognition, 
and some flowers. Look, this is one of the youngest teams in the league, so that's going to play a part in any prediction. Um, you know, the, the the 538 prediction, the Raptor prediction came out today. I think I saw that the Magic were listed at 24 wins, a 1% chance of making playoffs. That's, that's fair only because so much of this team is unpredictable. Veteran teams will measure out well because those models, those regression models, or, or however they're used, I don't know if it's a regression model, but those models can trust that a veteran player is going to do the same thing year after year after year after year. A, 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 a model can't project how much better Franz Wagner is going to be, how much better Wendell Carter is going to be. It can't even project, it can't even really project how good Paolo Bencaro is going to be. And so ultimately, a lot of the attention on the Magic is going to focus on Paolo Bencaro. And, and deservedly so, because Paolo Bencaro is a great player. And the Magic have shown throughout the preseason that they're going to do things unique with him. They're not going to just play him the same way he played at Duke. They want to leverage all of his playmaking skills and everything that he can do. And that part's exciting, but also a mystery. The bottom line is this. There is no denying that this is a very talented Magic team. They've got so many guys that were picked in the top five and top ten at that um, that they're not going to be able to even play them all. There's only two players on this team older than 30. Most of the players are under 25. This is the second youngest team in the league. Um, So again, if you're the optimist, yes, the talent is all there for them to make a playoff push. I'm not here to... I I think there is a universe where that happens. I'm not... The Magic could very well be the surprise team in the league. But they're also extremely young, and so the realist in me says they're going to go through some more growing pains this year um, as they figure out how these pieces all fit together. But there are a lot of people now beginning to come out of the woodwork as the season gets ready to begin. And yes, after actually seeing this Magic team on the floor, especially in that game Tuesday against Memphis, saying, huh, there is something interesting going on in Orlando. There is something interesting. The Ringer, for instance, has the Magic as the fourth best young core in the league, the fourth best group of players under 25 in the entire league trailing only teams like Cleveland and Dallas, um, who also have a lot of young players, but also have young superstar players like Evan Mobley and Darius Garland and Luka Doncic. The Magic haven't quite proven themselves to that level yet. But everyone can see it. And everyone's really excited and intrigued by the front court that we've talked about so much this week by Paolo Bancaro and his scoring and passing ability, by Wendell Carter, by Franz Wagner. And a lot of people expect Franz and Wendell especially to take a huge leap. But the Magic's future is not set. Just because the Magic have a lot of positive vibes going for them, just because the Magic have a lot of these things working for them, does not mean it's all going to come together. That's because there's a lot of people saying this Magic's core is interesting. Zach Lowe, I think, ranked the Magic 25th in his week past rankings. And the reason why the Magic are so low, despite good aesthetics and, 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 a fun, and a fun young team, is the guard play is a little rough. And the offense can be a little bit rough. If the Magic are suddenly scoring, this is going to be a team everyone's going to be talking about on League Pass every single night. And that's kind of where the Magic are right now. 
is they've got a lot of things that are interesting, and, and they're going to play in an interesting way. Um, you, you're going to see a lot of the NBA heads on Twitter breaking down the X's and O's and how the Magic are using players and, 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 and talking about how unique this team is. Um, the Magic haven't run an offense this unique since Stan Van Gundy, to be perfectly honest. When Stan Van Gundy standardized the four, the one, the one in, four out, three-point shoot spread that carried the Magic to the 2009 Finals. They just haven't had super inventive coaches and frankly, haven't had super inventive players. Players like a Paolo Bancaro or Franz Wagner that can invert the floor, push your guards to be screeners and play off the ball and have your 6'10 forward handling things and running the show. This is, I, I, I want to stress this, like, yes, versatility is becoming more of a thing throughout the league, but the Magic are going to be doing things this year that the rest of the league is going to be like, huh, how do we defend that? What do we do against that? This is all part of the plan. This is all part of the experimenting that's going to go on throughout the course of the season. But this is a young core that people are getting excited about. Not just people here in Orlando who are super excited and over the moon about it, get after, especially after Tuesday's game. But people around the league are beginning to recognize just how much fun this team can be. Look, it, it, national attention is nice. And I think this Magic team deserves a little bit more national attention and a little bit more national intrigue. I don't know if respect's the right word yet, but national intrigue for what they're putting together. There, there is something interesting happening here in Orlando. And yes, there are a few pieces that are missing. The Magic do need Jalen Suggs or, or, or Markel Fultz or one of their guards to really hit. If not, I would say the Magic are probably looking at drafting a guard with the draft pick they're going to have this year, whether Chicago's pick or their own pick. Um, that's, a, that's an area where they do need to shore some things up. They need more shooting, which we'll talk about here in a moment. But this team does have a lot of interesting pieces and a lot of ways they can all come together. And that's why everyone is just so excited about what's coming. And it sure feels like the national media is starting to catch on, or at least the, 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 the intense NBA guys are starting to, to, to tell people, hey, take a look at this Magic team. We're going to talk a little bit about a new bell play for the Orlando Magic and a little bit about that weakness, the three-point shooting, coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at... Bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football, basketball, really any sports betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we know about the Bell plays. Um, you know, let's get back to this year's team and how this team is developing. Um, we know about the Bell plays. Dives on the floor, charges, hustle plays that get that, that the Magic want to emphasize and want their team to be about. They install the Bell as a little motivator. There's actually a leaderboard uh, in the new Advent Health Training Center. Um, there's a, I believe there's a Bell leaderboard on the wall heading toward the Magic's locker room. This stuff is serious business. But as jokey and as hokey and, and you could probably only get away with something like this with a young team as, as jokey as the bell concept might be and yeah we see you Sacramento copying our concepts um, we, we expect we'll expect royalties on that um, it's really about emphasizing the, the the culture and the foundations of this team as Jamal Mosley has said the goal for training camp is to kind of layer in the foundation of this team to layer in what this team is going to be about and and, and, and the things that they want to do throughout the course of the season. It's about setting everything up for the rest of the year. And so Bell plays, as again, as, as hokey as they seem to be, are really important part of this process. They're really important in saying, we want to be about hustle and energy and de- defense and diving on the floor and doing all these things. And so giving a little motivator to do and think the right things and be about the right things for your teammates is really kind of important. And so we found out there is a new bell play this year as the Magic tried to uh, layer on a new level uh, to, to their game. The bell play is this. It's essentially quality three-pointers. As Jamal Mosley described it, the Magic now ring the bell whenever the team works the ball around the perimeter to get an open quality three-pointer. Now, the Magic are not afraid to shoot three-pointers. They were they struggled last year from beyond the arc, uh, but they are not afraid to shoot three-pointers. Last year, the Magic were 28th in the league in three-point field goal percentage at 33.1%, but 11th in attempts at 36.9 per game. And I would expect the Magic to hang around that mark. I think 35 is probably going to be closer to the number, but... The Magic, are, the Magic are encouraged to shoot threes. This is the NBA today. This is the modern offense. Even if you're not a great three-point shooting team, you need to be shooting threes. You cannot keep up. You cannot win in this league if you're not making a bunch of threes. But having said that, the Magic don't just want to hit a number or jack up threes. In fact, those are the threes they want to avoid. They don't want players just swinging the ball on the perimeter and hoisting the first three they can get. And that was, in fact... In a, a, an area where they got into trouble against Memphis on Tuesday. In the third quarter, they started jacking up some threes. Memphis got made their first real push to get back into the game, and all of a sudden, it was a game again. So, lesson learned there, hopefully. The idea is the Magic want to get the quality threes that come off ball movement. A good three-pointer, as Jamal Mosley put it, is a standstill, catch-and-shoot three-pointer. It's not a pull-up. It's not a step-back. It, it, it's, it's not any of those. It's an on-time, on-target pass to a wide-open three-point shooter because the ball moved before. And it's it's the product of work, not the work itself. 
The idea for the Magic's offense, and, and, and this is something to really keep in mind, especially early on as we're learning how the Magic want to play, because the Magic's offense is different. Terrence Ross acknowledged it is different from last year. The goal of the Magic's offense is to get in the paint. The first goal, the first thing the Magic want to do is put pressure on the rim, put pressure on interior defenses to collapse and either finish at the rim, get to the foul line, or kick out. From the kick out, the idea is you either kick out to an open three and they shoot it, or you kick out and you quickly move the ball to either make another attack at the paint or to find the open man because the defense cannot cover everybody. They cannot recover in time from a quick pass. Quick passing has been an emphasis. Quick decision-making has been an emphasis throughout training camp. And you see it. Um, Even when the Magic's offense is struggling a little bit, especially early on in the preseason, it was struggling because the team was still getting used to this quick thinking. Everything clicked on Tuesday against Memphis because everyone was on the same page. And the passes were coming quick, the reads were coming quick, the cuts were coming quick, and the ball was being delivered on time to the right person to get easy baskets. Either easy baskets in the paint or on those kickouts to the three-point line. This is what the Magic want to be. And we will, you know, again, measuring them is going to be tough, but we will be able to observe and evaluate this team based on how quickly the ball is moving. If the ball sticks, if it's a lot of, you know, I think we'll see some Paolo Bancaro isolations or some post-ups once the season starts, but um, if the ball sticks, if it's not moving quickly, if a guy has to pause a little bit to wait for a pick and roll, that's where the offense is really going to get stuck because this team is going to struggle in the half court because they are not a good three-point shooting team yet. The spacing is not there. In fact, the ball movement is what's going to create the spacing. It's going to create the space for three-point shooters, to create the space for attacks of the paint. It's the threat of the ball movement that's going to give everyone the time to, to, to do what they need to do. But at the end of the day, the Magic just need to make threes as well. That was an area where they struggled um, throughout last year. Because even though they got a lot of open shots, they were fourth in the league in three-point field goal attempts with the closest defender four to six feet away at 10.8 per game. They were seventh in the league in three-point attempts per game with the closest defender six or more feet away at 14.8 per game. Even though they ranked really highly at getting quality three-point looks, they missed a lot of them. 37.6% on attempts where the closest defender is six or more feet away. That was 19th in the league last year. Um, 32.2% uh, on when the closest defender was four to six feet away, set 27th in the league. Orlando can get all these shots all they want, but they've got to hit them. And the preseason has been a little bit rough in that department too. So far through the preseason, Orlando is taking 40.3 three-point attempts per game. That is the seventh most in the league. There's a 54-attempt game in the opening preseason game, which is a little bit of a heavy outlier. Um, but the team is still at 35.7 attempts per game, even without that one. They're still struggling to make these shots. 31.7% from beyond the arc. Overall, that is 18th in the league. Preseason stats, you always have to take with a grain of salt. There's a lot more experimenting. There's a lot more things that the team is trying out. Um, there's certainly an edict encouraging players to shoot. Probably a little bit too much sometimes. Um, but... The three-pointer is not going away for this team. Um, Even though the Magic may struggle, even though the Magic may not be a great three-point shooting team, they are going to take these shots. This shot is essential to modern offenses, and the Magic are going to have the trust and faith in their players to make them for better or for worse. 
For sure, moving forward, the Magic will have to find better three-point shooting. The Magic will have to put an emphasis on it. You know, drafting Caleb Houston was certainly a move to add another three-point shooter. Um, You know, Gary Harris is an important part of the team because he's a reliable three-point shooter. But for now, the process is just as important. For now, it is just as important for the Magic to work their way to get these shots. So, tonight's preseason game, first couple weeks of the season, definitely watch how the Magic are moving the ball and the types of three-pointers they're able to get from this ball movement. This is the essential stuff for the Magic overall. This is the essential stuff for the Magic to find success. And this is the essential stuff for a Magic offense that is hoping to take some major, major steps forward. We'll talk a little bit about what to expect in tonight's final preseason game as the Orlando Magic take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Orlando Magic close out their preseason tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Evan Mobley is confirmed that he will play, that he will make the trip and play. Uh, I believe I saw Donovan Mitchell will not. So a little bit, you know, again, preseason, everyone's working on different things. You know, you trust veterans to be more ready. Jamal Mosley did say on Thursday that he's going to be looking at, at some rotations still. He's going to be looking at some lineups for that he hasn't tried for extended minutes uh, a little bit. So there's still some work to do for this Orlando Magic team. Um, I wouldn't expect the starters to play heavy minutes like they did on Tuesday. Tuesday, the Magic clearly saw that as an opportunity to do dress rehearsal, close the game. The Grizzlies agreed. Um, if the Grizzlies don't put their starters back in, I don't know if the Magic do. That There may have been some coordination on that. Um, would not be surprised on that. But that was a really big opportunity for the Magic. Right now, then, the focus should be on getting the work in that you need to get in, seeing what you need to see in this game against the Cavaliers, and then kind of getting out, and then kind of making sure guys are ready They'll have an, I believe the Magic is scheduled to have an off day on Saturday, so they'll begin regular season preparation on Sunday uh, as they look ahead to the ahead to Wednesday's game against the Detroit Pistons. Um, again, a lot of what we want to see, and, and, and I know I say this all the time about the preseason, the preseason is about getting better progressively through the course of, of the schedule. It's about being ready for the regular season and, and looking better and better. And, and, you know, I have to say the Magic look better and better. Their offense is starting to come together really, really well. Um, they're starting to have a better understanding of those reads and what they're supposed to do within this offensive system, and, and it, that's taken some time. Their defense has generally looked pretty good. Um, they're, they're def- they're, the fouling is the only major concern, uh, and turnovers are really kind of set them back too, but I think what I'd like to see in this game, especially when the starters are in, is just for the team to look more solid. Um, to, to, to kind of put a lot of those pieces back together, uh, to have, uh, to, to, again, to, 
to just build off of what they did Tuesday. They don't have to look as good as they did Tuesday. Um, Tuesday was a really good game. You know, I think Terrence Ross said on the Six Man Show um, or, uh, yesterday that you know Tuesday, the first quarter of Tuesday's game is a game they're going to go back to to remind themselves of what that what what this offense is supposed to be. And so that's that's uh, to get that in a preseason game is really good. Um, you want to see the kind of grow continue growing of the relationship between Franz and Wendell, between Paolo and Wendell, between Paolo and Franz, getting those three on the floor together again, I think would be would, was still absolutely huge and, and a big thing that this team needs to accomplish and needs to see uh, over the course of, of these next 48 minutes of this next game. Um, but overall, again, the most important thing is get out of there healthy. You know, those guys do not need to be playing super-duper long tonight. Um, so get your work in, see what you need to see, keep establishing and building that base, and give Bull Bull more time on the floor. Give give some of those bench guys. Give Kevon Harris some time. Let's let, let's let's see what he can do. If Admiral Schofield can play, give Admiral some time. Um, the Magic don't have to go crazy in this game. It's not about winning or losing. It, it, it's about continuing to layer on that foundation. The Magic have done a really good job of that in camp. Um, you know, I, I think we have to all. I think you have to agree. You may still have doubts about this team overall, but they've done a good job building on on each success. Be continuing to limit their struggles in each of these preseason games, and and you ho- and you hope that it didn't peak Tuesday, it probably did, but you hope that you could still kind of take some steps forward in this game, and 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 that's really what you're watching for, and really what you're trying to see. Again, it's not about the opponent. I think it'll be interesting to see uh, uh, Wendell Carter go up against Jared Allen if he plays, or against Evan Mobley. Um, that's in- that's interesting because that's a different challenge in what they face Tuesday against Memphis, but it's still about yourself. It's still about what you need to do to accomplish what you need um, for the regular season. Um, and obviously, Cleveland feels that way by sitting a couple cu- couple veteran players, um, You know, making sure Evan Mobley gets a game a- after his injury um, before the regular season starts. But overall, it's about continuing to layer on that foundation. The Magic have done a really good job of that to this point. We'll see how they can finish off the preseason strong. Tip-off at the Amway Center tonight at 7 o'clock. That game is on Valley Sports Florida. We're going to be back tomorrow with a recap of that game, so definitely subscribe to the podcast and get ready for that today. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, Go make your second listen, the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022. A six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. The local team experts and the NBA insiders of the Lockdown Podcast Network and Odyssey all combining into one Ultimate NBA Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. For Orlando Magic, Gale, and Lockdown Magic, this has been Phil Cross and Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.